Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? It's kind of, I mean, for not having games that much, I mean, it's still a lot of news. You know, It's busy, going, man. It's busy. <laughs> going on. Things yeah. going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, oh, there's definitely things going on. Um, I want to say on the field, but they just started bowl games today. We we have two going on. I think you have the semifinals for the FCS um, right now going on, too. Um, so they're starting to get some teams on the field, getting bowl season underway. Um, UCLA not too far away. Um, the LA Bowl, which is out here in our area, obviously, at SoFi is tomorrow. Washington State and Fresno State. Um, but speaking of Washington State, Former Washington State coach Mike Leach has passed away, unfortunately, um, with the heart condition is what they're calling it. Um, I saw some different reports of he was like battling pneumonia during the season as well. But um, you know how it goes with football players, even though Mike Leach didn't play football, which was kind of interesting, but um, a football mind nonetheless and that football mentality. A lot of guys don't want to step away from the season while they're in the middle of it, but uh, yeah, everyone with a Mike a Mike Leach story, everyone with nothing uh, but good things to say for the most part regarding Mike Leach. Um, and it was just kind of interesting. A lot of the different memories kind of spark up uh, over the last couple days. Um, I saw Mike Leach at Media Day a few different times when he was in the Pac-12 at Washington State. Uh, probably probably the one where I first saw you at that the first Pac-12 Media Day I went to when you were there. Um it's probably the first time I saw Mike Leach in person. I don't have a funny story about him because I was just so into like covering whatever specific. I think I was covering Washington that year uh, for as a freelance thing. But normally I'm covering uh, UCLA. So I don't get the time or, or have a fun question in mind for Mike Leach uh, when he was there. But I wish I did because um, he always had an answer for everything. Um, during some of your recruiting trips and, and different things along the way, um, and obviously, you know, some people who have played for Mike Leach, uh, you yourself had had a chance to meet Mike Leach, at least on one occasion I'm aware of. But, um, yeah, do you have a, a good Mike Leach story for us? I mean, it, it's so sad. Like I'm saying, we lost one of the, you know, those football geniuses, mm-hmm. you know, Chip being Chip, you know, Chip's one of them. But, you know, yeah. Mike Leach is somebody that, you know, revolutionized uh, college football and football in general with the air raid offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people try to replicate it now. Um, but he was just one of one, you know, yep. like like everybody there's hours and hours of content and interviews that you can watch online of, of Leach just yes. doing the weather like report no other and like, everything. Yeah, yeah, like no no one conversation it will mm-hmm. ever be like an like you know what I'm saying? Like it was always yeah. something different and always had it was always random, it was always interesting, it was always humor. Mm-hmm. Um and coming out of high school or like my senior year my senior year of high school, um one of the official visits I took was Washington state. And, um, for those, I mean, of course, you know, but yeah, you know, I was getting recruited with, with two other, two other guys from Upland high school, Tyler Helensky and, and Cam Powell. And they were both committed to Wazoo already. Um, so like the <laughs> whole joke all weekend was right. like, how are we, you know, how are we going to get Josh, you know, how are we going to make this Upland trio, this Upland, uh, you know, squad, mm-hmm. you know, together, 
how are we going to because I was already committed to UCLA at the time too, but mm, okay. um, I just wanted to take, I just want to take an official and, um, you know, yeah. see what Wazoo had to offer. You got to use what, those officials, Josh. You got to use. Yeah, them I up. just wanted to, you know, have the experience and like, of course, you know, Tyler and 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 Cam were, you know, pushing me, pushing me to 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 you know go with them, take the trip at least at least see how mm-hmm. it is before I you know made my decision and everything like that. So, I don't, I think it was. It was the day we got there because I think we went. It was a bye week for us. So we went, you know, Friday, Saturday, leave Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got there Friday, and we're at the facility. You know, people are having you know position meetings with you know position coaches and that, and then we were all one by one individually going to talk to Leach. And <laughs> um, were the guy were you guys having to like wait long because he can he's kind of he can get long winded. So were you guys waiting a long time? Uh, during oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. these one on one, it was a group. A group of us were were in a um like lounge playing PlayStation. Like that's how long mm. we were waiting. Yeah, okay. Because uh, we had already done like you know, right? You know, different different tours and different, seeing different things. And you know, like I said, like we did, we went to had position meetings. You know, defense mm-hmm. meetings. We we went to the uh the players uh pregame meeting, the, the Friday meetings. Like you know, we we did all those things. And like like I said, one of we're at the point where we we're waiting to talk to Leach individually. And everybody was going to his his office. I remember, I, like you know, it's mm-hmm. my turn, right. so I'm up there. This this official, I didn't. My parents didn't go, so it was just me. Like you know, Tyler and his family came, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of uh, going around with 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 Cam and Cam's parents um, as well. And it was my turn to go to his office. And as soon as I get in. He's like, no, with you, I want to take you to the roof. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Everybody else had this long meeting in his office, you know, see the see the pirate at his office for me. He's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm taking you on the roof. Takes me on the roof. And it was just for a while, just me and him making our, our way around the roof. And he's just pointing, you know, to everything, showing me the entire campus from the from the roof of the facility. Like, oh, you're gonna you'll when you come in freshman dorms, you'll live here. Um, you know, this type of major, you'd be in these classes, mm. this we have over here, you know, like, oh, guys start moving. They try to go that way. Like, it, like, like, I, like I had told you, it's mm. crazy. Cause we were just talking about this. We last were. Week. Like, yes. Yes, we were. We were just talking about Mike Leach before like anything, like any anything. of the, art, yeah. Mm. And I was like, it, it was like the Lion King where it was like, you know, like, like I was Simba and I'm getting the Mufasa, like, yep. like you know as this far is as all yours see, like, <laughs> this is all yours you come here this is all yours you're like you're gonna be yeah this is you're yeah. gonna be able to do everything here this will be all be yours da, da, da. and i just remember like dang like this was like i felt special because mm. like i said i was the only one he took on the roof and it was just like he didn't take anybody else up there and then after we went back inside so it was like but it was like that was just like a, a one-on-one with leech on the roof is just crazy and from then, I mean, then on, even like after, you know, running to him, media day, running to mm-hmm. him, playing him, you know, it was just, you know, he's always a great guy, cordial, and always had great interactions. So I have, well, we're going to be talking about UCLA football. This is a UCLA podcast, obviously, but I have some questions just from seeing all the different things, hearing all the different stories about Mike Leach. One, was his office like full of pirate stuff and everything like it is in some of these other clips? Like there's all these different clips and I don't know. Like yeah. if they're from Mississippi State or what, but like, was it all that pirate? Life? He has that 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 uh, life size pirate mannequin mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, that's his. Yeah, he was in seen. Washington State, and I guess he took it ever with him. 
<laughs> he's just packing that thing around. Yeah, he had like pirate flags. Um, I think he had a book called Geronimo. Like there's just like a bunch of different stuff about him. But it's so interesting, too, like because I hear a lot of like media people talking about him and they're like, oh, yeah, we're calling him like when the TV people meet with the media, they're they're like or, or when the media, the TV, the broadcast team is going down for a game. They kind of do a conference call with the coach leading up to the game during the week. And he's going to practice. He's starting his practices at like 10, 11 a.m. He's in the car. He's ordering Starbucks. And like usually these calls are like 15 minutes. And, and the guys on these broadcast teams are like, nah, he had us on there for like four hours. He was calling us in the middle of practice. Someone calls for a story to say like uh, to call Mike Leach and say, like, what is the best college football prank you've ever heard of or like are aware of? And he starts like talking on the phone to this reporter and then he hears whistles and stuff. It's like, do I need to let you go coach? And he goes like, no, I'm just at practice. Like he's in the middle of practice, like on the phone. <laughs> it's just like, who does that? And it just makes me think of like, you know, especially as someone who covers Chip Kelly at UCLA and just like the different dynamics of like, I don't know if it would be a good thing or a bad thing to cover Mike Leach just because he has so many stories and he can get off a topic and talk nothing about football for hours. I'm like, I don't know if, if talking to him would get me anything productive or what I have to do for work, but I know I'd have a lot of fun just picking his brain about anything. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like what were some, did you have a random off topic conversation with him about like anything books or any, cause he talks about everything from like getting married to candy, like so many different things. Was there any like particular topic with you or it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I don't remember it like specifics. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, I think that was, it was a while ago now. Yeah. 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. It, yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was 16 on my <laughs> official. I remember that. Yeah, um, crazy. I just I remember one thing like some ice cream, the ice cream place up there. I just remember mm-hmm. he like, yeah, you need to try that, and we did, and it was fire. Okay, okay. on the Wazoo campus. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, every it's like everyone has a Mike Leach story, and and you don't realize sometimes how impactful someone is until um you know obviously they pass away but like chip kelly it was kind of like oh if you're trying to tell the story of this era of college football like they're like you can't tell that story without guys like a chip kelly and a mike leach and what they do with their offenses and what they were able to do and what they brought to the table differently so um, i just found that interesting and some of the guys on the coaching tree for mike leach um are lincoln riley sonny dykes um uh, i think alex grinch who's the defensive coordinator at usc um there's so there's like so many guys like it's ridiculous to think of how many guys that there are and um graham harrell what i think was his texas tech quarterback when uh they had michael crabtree and, and they had that um wild um successful year at texas tech but yeah uh rest in peace to mike leach uh, a good dude and uh someone who who will be talked about for years to come um but yeah thank you again josh for sharing that um, just switching gears now over to UCLA. We head to Westwood, where apparently everyone has been at this week um, because they're, you know, obviously Dorian is there at practice. He did participate in practice. Um, kind of sounds like he's still undecided. But to me, if you're practicing, I think that means you're playing. Um, what What are your thoughts on Charbonnet, DTR? I think we kind of talked about it before, but that, that was kind of last week and it was lighter workouts. But now... Um, they're inviting the media. Things are kind of kicking into gear, as as I mentioned earlier. Bowl season is kind of underway. So we're getting closer and closer to that bowl game. Um, we're about like a week and a half or so away from, from the bowl game. Um, 
But what are your thoughts on on is is it a good sign? I mean, is it a sign of DTR and maybe even Charbonnet playing if they're practicing at this point in the season? I mean, I would hope so. I feel like it'd be kind of selfish to practice mm-hmm. and not play, you know, just so other guys can get ready, coaches can get ready um, yeah. to prepare for the game. Like I said, at the end of the day, you still want to win. It's still business. It's still, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's a bowl game and it, it might not be the bowl game of your choice, but, you know, it still matters. Right. And, yeah, I think it would be kind of selfish for guys to practice and then pull out. So hopefully, you know, he is playing and it's not a guessing game or whatever. But, you know, maybe Chip's telling him, like, bait it, it yeah, you know, yeah. you know, play with it as long as you can. Because I mean that's something that he would do. He'd be like, yeah, of course, <laughs> if you, if you yeah, because I can know if you asked him if Jordan's playing, he'd be like, he might be available, he might not, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that just might be something that Doran's learned in his five years. Oh, of course. Like the the thing for me is like again, the media is only there so early on, like a good chunk early on in practice. Doran could just be out there throwing the ball while we're out there, and then the minute we're gone, well, no one knows what's going on unless you're a part of the team. So he just may be big chilling the rest of the time. Like, we don't know. So it's hard to, like, put a put an answer to it and uh, assume, you know, what's what the deal is going to be. But yeah, to me, it just seems like he's going to play if he's if he's going through this far. And again, for me, um, he's in his fifth year. He the first four years, he did not play in a bowl game. Obviously, again, as I've mentioned before, did um, they were bowl eligible and were in San Diego for the holiday bowl had every intention of playing um, until the last minute, a couple hours before a kickoff, they had to cancel the game because of COVID protocol. Um, So again, if you're just checking off things on the list for DTR, I would imagine DTR wants to play in a bowl game. Um, But then again, he has to do what's best for him. And he kind of said that he's still kind of talking to his coaches, his family and um, his agents about, you know, what's kind of best for him and uh, what the next step is going forward. Um, Charbonnet is just a little bit tricky. He didn't really talk today as from what I know, um, to the media, but I would imagine he's kind of in the same boat. Um, I would still maybe kind of imagine, I mean, heck we've seen it during the season where he's practiced all week and then just dressed out, made the trip and everything. and just didn't play. Um, so it can easily be the case for that too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's harder. It's, it's hard to tell on that one. Um, and then Kaz Allen. Kaz Allen has reportedly not been there uh, for some time now. If I remember correctly, I think he played in the Cal game. Um, I know he'd been banged up before that. I think like going into the USC game or something, but then he played in the Cal game. So I'm not sure what the situation is there, but he's not even being like seen unless he's like in the weight room and no one's really kind of been able to kind of like lock eyes on him. Um, yeah, we're just not really sure. He just really hasn't been visible at practice. So um, that kind of remains unclear. But um, is there anything at this point in the season you kind of want to keep an eye out for or um, that you can kind of read into a situation like Kaz Allen or Charbonnet or anybody like that at this point? Not really. I mean, I just want to see the direction the team is heading mm-hmm. post kind of – is this going to be our first time seeing post-Dorian, you know, who, yeah. who they hand the reins over to or, you know – are they preparing for somebody new? Well, since you mentioned it, no. Um, no, really, though, since you mentioned it. Um, I One, just staying on Dorian real quick. I think that's, like, the thing, and you kind of said that in a way, like, with, like, being selfish with the time. Like, it's kind of like, if you would think, and that, again, that's part of the reason why I think he plays, because why else would he be practicing? Because 
if he's not playing, uh, maybe he should kind of step aside a little bit and let some of those reps go to a Justin Martin, who everyone on the on Twitter for the fan base seems to want, and also Ethan Garbers, who's listed as the number two quarterback as he's been all season. Um, you would want to get those guys reps. You want to get them involved, make it feel like they're wanted to be there because um, the biggest thing with the transfer portal is you want to, you have to recruit your own guys to keep them there, not even enter the portal. Um, obviously, there's some names we'll talk about of guys who've taken visits and showing up on campus that can could be a guy in the quarterback room next year. But you got to keep these guys that you're here, that know your system, and that you that at the end of the day, because you may not get any of these guys that are coming in. Um, for visits and whatnot if you come up empty you're still going to lean on these two guys and and how are those two guys going to feel if one they didn't get reps in the bowl game you know it give put some film out there at least for them to evaluate and know what they need to work on going into the season we haven't seen justin martin in live game action at all this season obviously he's only a true freshman but it would be nice if they had something on him to at least evaluate going forward if he's someone who at the very least is going to maybe be your number two guy. If Ethan is the guy starting next year, at least to start the season, um, you want to know what you have. Right. So um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing, but like you said, there are some new names uh, or some potential new quarterbacks that can be coming on campus um, real quick. If you haven't listened to our conversation from last week, we talked about Justin flow. We talked about DJU, uh, the Clemson transfer, uh, we talked a lot of quite a bit about him. I don't there's not really anything new on uh, on um, DJ, at least from our perspective, unless you have something, Josh. But um, DJ did make an unofficial visit, which is is, is what 24 seven is 24 seven sports is reporting that DJ, you did make an unofficial visit to UCLA this week. He kind of went under the radar. His whole thing has been under the radar. He's not tweeting that he has offers. He's not tweeting visits. Um, I don't think he's like talking to people about where he's visiting or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but supposedly he was out in Westwood. Um, but real quick, we'll talk about Dante here in a minute. But on DJ, um, something that comes to mind that you mentioned earlier about taking your taking your visits. For me, when I hear that DJ took an unofficial visit, um, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or your perspective, because you're someone who was already in SoCal for high school. If DJ is taking it unofficial, he's probably he's probably familiar with the campus because he's probably been there before during the recruiting process, maybe. But is an unofficial something that like if you're a SoCal guy, you're just going to take an unofficial because you're just right there and compared to you wanting to take an official visit to Washington State, to Clemson, wherever, wherever Ohio State, wherever he may be visiting because they're kind of paying for those, per se, other than just being down the street. I would say normally if you're a high school recruit, but it being that he's grad transferring, mm-hmm. I think he only went because him and UCLA are both interested. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. now he's yeah, when you're when you're a you know a top high school recruit in the area, yeah, you're gonna make the US UCLA trips just because mm-hmm. yeah, like they're local, right? Like, right. But when this is more of a, I'd say even more of a business is like it, mm-hmm. it's narrowed down. This isn't, this yeah. isn't, you know, just I'm trying to, you know, take all my visits and get as mm-hmm. many offers as I can. Like this isn't that type of go around. And I imagine for him, like his list is pretty narrow because especially being a quarterback, being in with, you know, only having what one year eligibility. I think he might have two. The, I think some people are saying two. two, but I would, I would expect, especially regardless, if it's going to be one. 
Yeah, yeah regardless of ha- having limited time, mm-hmm. I imagine like this list is short because he's not going anywhere that he has to sit or even yeah. might like he might even go somewhere where he has to even try to like appear to you know really mm-hmm. um, win or battle right for right. the starting spot. So I imagine his list is narrow and mm-hmm. i mean originally the the thing that everybody was hearing was the package deal with his brother um but only as of now only one of those schools will have an open quarterback spot yeah but see what cj strout going to the league so yeah yeah mm-hmm. bo nix is still kind of undecided i heard a clip from him earlier today um and again that will lead into what we're talking about too in a second with dante and what happens there um, but no, you're absolutely right. It's kind of, he gets to be, DJ gets to be selective. Um, I I've heard like Fresno state thrown around a little bit today, which I'm kind of like, I'm not trying to disrespect Fresno state, but, and they're going to have an opening cause Jake Hayner's done with his eligibility, but I'm like, she probably other Oregon places. state could be a possibility. Their Oregon state is being talked about. Um, I see but, Max Brown say something talking yeah, about that, yeah. which they have a quarterback spot. They have a good system. They have a lot mm-hmm. of new things happening over there. The um, new stadium should be opening up. Yeah. Cause it's been under construction. Um, they may do some NIL stuff. Um, but the thing with D with DJ two is like, this is the oh, that's the only visit I've heard of is the UCLA one with him. And maybe that means something if they're first. Maybe that means it's a, again, and maybe it's local, but maybe it's his first choice. Maybe um, it's the only one that he wants. Maybe and, you, know. you never know. But I think, yeah, he's not. I feel like he, he, this go around isn't like I said, it, it's different in a high school versus the way he's transferring now. Mm-hmm. As far as like, yeah, when you're a top high school recruit, you want all the attention on it. I'm going on this trip. I got right. this offer. You know, I think, yeah, now he's at a it's a business decision. So I think he wants it to be, you know, low key. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just gonna happen. Like it's not gonna be uh, you know, uh the whole theatrics, the signing day theatric. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that. Like his 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 younger brother, yeah. Like it's his first, you mm-hmm. know, Coming out of high school, one of the top recruits. Yeah, you do all that, but like DJ's already done all that. So now it's, you know, this decision is is really going to be make or break for his career because this is his yeah. possibly his last decision before the before the NFL. So I think it's going to come down to yeah, whatever best fit for him personally, regardless of family, regardless of, honestly, regardless of probably nil, regardless of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it might not even you know, be about the NIL. All, all that stuff. Yeah. It, it might come down to yeah, what what system works best for me, and and my um last ability, you know, to put tape out there to get to the next level. No doubt about it. Yeah, and and again, and we've talked about it some of some of it already. Just the dynamics are interesting. A lot of it has to do with what happens at Oregon. Um, again, it sounds like Bonix is still undecided could be playing he's going to play in the bowl game is my understanding which is the holiday bowl in san diego um, against north carolina if i remember correctly but while his decision is still up in the air that's going to matter for dante too. dante Moore, literally again uh we were talking about dj and justin flow on the last episode and literally we turn it off i think i by the time i, I we finished the zoom or i published the thing then all this dante to la hashtag stuff pops up and i'm like what is going on? <laughs> and it's trending and all this. And I remember a few weeks back, like early in the season, someone was telling me, oh yeah, I'm going to go see this Dante Moore kid. And I'm like, oh, okay. What state is he in? He's in Michigan. Michigan kids aren't coming to UCLA. I, okay, cool. 
Um, and I didn't make much. I didn't think anything of it. But there's some significance of it now because he's it's he took two visits, one to LSU or yeah LSU and another one to Oregon and didn't take any sense, at least what's uh, listed on 24-7 sports. But all of a sudden, he's taking a trip to Westwood, like kind of on short notice. He was there December 9th, 10th, and 11th. And those people, the, the UCLA fans, one, can you talk on the UCLA fans? Because I've never seen them be so united, so um this everyone has the same vision like this united front on one thing it was kind of impressive um but has never UCLA- have i ever seen <laughs> never have i ever seen it, anything like it where every yeah everybody was together because usually you have uh, mm-hmm. you know it's usually UCLA fans are usually split into yes, yes of the believers and the non-believers the people mm-hmm. that want them and the people that would find something to hate about them mm-hmm. and something else but this was yeah the first time where like Literally, I'm seeing it everywhere. The support everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing people not only tweeting at him, tweeting at at me yes. and other former players, you know, to get to to get on board with it. I mean, we had discussions in in um, the alumni chats about him, you know, mm-hmm. trying to you know do everything. And I just hope that they did it right. You know what I'm saying? I hope that the blue carpet was laid out for him. Mm-hmm. Me personally, if I'm having a kid like this, I'm having Brett Hundley host him one night. I'm bringing in Josh yeah, Rosen host right. him another night. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. doing, I'm doing, and then Dorian yeah. the last. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing yeah. things like that. I w- There's no reason why Dorian wouldn't have talked to him, right? Like, I mean, you Dorian, can tell me about They probably for sure had, I, I hope that Dorian was his main host. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no I, reason imagine, why he Yeah, like who else would you have host him? You know, like mm-hmm. you could have Chase Griffin host him a little bit, but like you, the person that it matters, the person that would be handing him over the reins, you know, would be Dorian. All I the mean, questions he, that he, yeah, all For the questions Chip he and everything, ever, right? All the other questions he could ever have, Dorian has every single answer. He has mm-hmm. five years worth of experience of being, you know, a starter, being with Chip, being at UCLA, being in mm-hmm. Westwood. You know, he's an out of state guy. You know, Vegas isn't too far, but that's still out of state. You know, mm-hmm. uh, his mom has to make that drive. It's not like his mom is, you know, yeah, right next door. And Dorian and also, almost Dorian almost went to Michigan himself, and is probably familiar with that area a little bit. Um, I think I think Dorian's mom is from Michigan. I think so. Maybe there's some there's gonna there is also that in common the Michigan area. Obviously, he's not looking at Michigan as a place as the destination, but like there's just some common ground these guys can could find like i again i was just thinking this over my head and i'm like there's just no way that they wouldn't have met at some point right like there's no just... no they they for sure for sure especially with uh um no classes going on no mm-hmm. nothing but they still had practices you know what i'm saying yeah. they still had obligations to be around so he definitely mm-hmm. was um on this trip at some point with him right and um and, and yeah, so it was just it was just interesting. Um, I saw you tweeted it out. All the fans were all the alumni. Um, it it was just it was just so interesting to see. I made sure to get it in there a few times. Just and and like people were blowing up my tweets just because I had the hashtag in there. And I never seen a UCLA related hashtag work so like effectively. Um, and I know he had to have seen that love. He was he really wasn't on Twitter for most of his visit. Anybody was he posted some of his pictures on Instagram from his trip with the chessboard and different stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, he was there and they were commenting on they were going to Instagram to comment on his stuff. I saw Dorian did 
comment on his Instagram. He just put a butterfly. So whatever that means from Dorian. But um, yeah, they, he, he was he was be, he was reached out to by just about everyone that possibly could have reached out to him. Um, and I think UCLA did well for themselves and they should be proud for that um, on that front. Now, it just matters what was said in in between those walls uh, in Chip Kelly's office, um, in these meetings, different things that he had. Um, it's, it's just kind of a unique situation. And it was kind of like, okay, it was cool. Like the reports coming out were like, okay, the visit went well. It was cool. And the running back coach, I believe for Oregon was in Michigan, like the next day to go talk to Dante. Like they're just like, like, like they, they took a picture of some alumni, but it was from the same high school Dante went to. So they were like, they went back to go check in with him. Um, I think they've been smart. They even talked to another, they were visiting another commit. He must've been a receiver or something. And they had Dante on FaceTime uh, to talk to the other commit and different things. So they're trying to keep him involved. Um, But as of yesterday, which was Thursday, there were some reports that he, I think uh, 24 seven sports talked to his head, his high school coach and said he did have a good time there. Um, And he's kind of on flip alert. Like it could happen. Like there's a possibility that things could work out. A lot of it, again, it depends on if Bo Nix is there or not. Um, the fact that DTR is not at UCLA, those are all things that matter um, for Dante because I think he wants to play right away. So you may have a guy who, and that's, if, I and mean, that's that's pretty much every. I think every kid thinks, so, especially at quarterback. Quarterback's like a. But then when you're five star, when you're a five star, you're the number one prospect in Michigan. He just got moved up on the twenty four seven rankings to number three in the country overall prospects. Uh, I think Arch Manning and somebody else. And then it's Dante Moore um, just in general, regardless of position. So like, this is a highly touted dude. This would probably be the biggest recruit um, for UCLA. If they land him and if they can get him on a flip from Oregon. Um, and a lot of this is just because offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham went over to become the head coach at Arizona. Uh, what I learned while just kind of figuring out like, who, who is this Dante Moore kid? Um, I was looking at like the offers and stuff on 24 seven and apparently Kenny Dillingham, because he had only been in Oregon for a year or two when Dan Lanning got there, obviously, he had offered and was recruiting Dante at Florida State. So he's been like mm. the main recruiter before he like at Florida State and then at Oregon. And that was apparently the main reason why he was going to Oregon. Um, obviously, he's not really interested in Arizona State because there's some uncertainty there about their future and, and a um, sanction or penalty or whatever um, with things that the way things kind of shook out here over the last year or two. So they're kind of out of the mix and which is why he maybe opened up his recruitment a little bit and found himself there at UCLA for that visit. So um, the Bruins are in the hunt and I'm excited. I saw something that said it might come a decision might come before signing day, but at the very least, I think by signing day, we will know uh, where he stands. And again, I think then I think we're going to learn a lot on signing day. You're going to probably know where Dante Moore goes or signs you're going to know where Mateo you signs and that may be an indication one way or another on where DJ may go if if Mateo goes I to mean, Ohio I mean I imagine DJ makes a decision before January because he's going to try to start training wherever he's you know what I'm saying well he well, tried right, to enroll right. well because signing day is next week so oh, there's a sign day in December now. Yes, there's an early sign. Yes, like during the bowl game. Yes, it's next week. Oh, so yeah, yeah. And then I'm the, thinking then, like, oh, like it's too long. No, like, no, but... no. This is moving quick. This is next week. Um, so we're Dang. gonna know where Mateo goes, and I think if he goes to Ohio State, 
then that leaves the door open for DJ. If he goes to USC, then maybe you're looking at him being a solo guy, and maybe that does um, make it that much more realistic for UCLA. But yeah, no, they added this early signing period like two years ago. It's kind of con- I forget about it all the time. It comes up pretty quick. It, may- it makes sense though because I mean mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, if you're uh, you know intending on playing or being a starter in the future, yeah. you're going to be early enrollee, so yes. you want to be there. I mean, like my class, like. Josh Rosen went in January, then me and Nate Metters, you know, in mm-hmm. end of March and April. Yeah. Um, but it's almost it could almost be a race to to get a guy to commit. And I like as a recruiter, that's mm-hmm. how I would be baiting this. Like, mm-hmm. if you know, we need you to kind of make a decision now because this other guy is talking about committing. Because I remember I was like getting baited in that of like the numbers thing because that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. There's some guy, some kids that lose their offer because they didn't commit in time mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or like you have a certain amount of spots and you already have guys committing before um, other people. And then that, that is what it is. So like, especially with this quarterback thing, if it's a race with these, these two, hopefully, you know, one of them, one of them, I had to make the decision for the other one. And then unfortunately it could be one of the other guys, you know, missing out, but mm-hmm. that's just, it is what it is. And like I tweeted on Twitter, I'm like, if we don't get one of these guys, I'm going to be livid. Okay, this is what I was about to ask you. What happens? How, what is the feeling like if they come up empty and get n- neither one of these guys? They can still get somebody in the portal, but if you come up no, empty. No no hard feelings to Ethan Garbers and Justin Martin, mm-hmm. but it's just like you put in, if, if you put in all this work mm-hmm. for, for, for Dante Moore and don't even at least get DJ, then it's, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. No hard feelings, but it's like, Mm-hmm. I feel like we've had uh it's been a it's been a a, a privilege to have a quarterback you know a quarterback for five years because yeah. that's rare especially in this transfer portal oh, time yeah. <laughs> yes so so it's like you know I think we want like the next franchise guy not yeah. like especially with the Big Ten stuff being official after the regions kind of you know it's like approval. it's like it, you know mm-hmm. sometimes you got to get the outside hire you know yep. it, sometimes you can't you can't I mean they're not tied for, down for they're not time. tied down to anybody. They're, they don't know anybody else. Uh, I mean, tech, real, realistically, out uh, other than DTR, like DTR I mean, is and, all they know. Like Garbers has had time and hasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he did. He was so spectacular that we were like, dang, during my not need starting no more. You know what I'm saying? Or right. like, and we haven't seen Justin Martin. So apparently, Chip, you know, because you couldn't, like I said, with the new red shirt, you know, they could have put him in a few games, yeah. just to see. And there was times where Slay was up, and they could have just used him to see what he was about. And they didn't do it, so it's like, what, what, what's going on at practice? So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, hopefully soon we we get the news. Yeah. Uh, so as we wrap stuff up here, I mean, regardless of what happens, we're going to be following along with everything. There's going to be fallout. There's going to be decisions made, and there's going to be fallout regardless of what happens. Whether that's so, Justin yeah, Martin, Garbers, UCLA's quarterback. Someone's not going to be UCLA's quarterback, and it's going to be a fun time. And we're going to have all of it here for you. Yeah, just it's an interesting time for UCLA. Obviously, the bowl game is still right around the corner, but I think just most importantly. Uh, the next couple of days and weeks here to figure out what the future is going to be for UCLA and how important it will be for them to get a quarterback going forward, um, especially uh, what direction they go in. Because if you get DJU, you're looking at more of a short term, maybe a year, at least a year, maybe two years out of him. Um, but maybe he's not around for the Big Ten Conference. But speaking of the Big Ten Conference, um, getting a guy like Dante Moore, a five-star prospect, as I mentioned, from the state of Michigan, uh, the number one prospect in the state of Michigan. Um, Again, getting a guy like him 
is is what kind of sets the pace for you going forward for the next three to four years um, or maybe even five years if he's in a scenario like uh, Dorian, but I don't think we'll have another situation like that anytime soon. So again, another three or four years for Dante Moore, if he's your guy leading the Bruins um, into the big 10 conference play. So it should be interesting to see how things go going forward, but we'll learn a lot in the coming weeks. Um, Again, signing days next week. So make sure you check out everything that I'm doing over at Twitter at JHW Reporter, um, a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, there was the new commit today. Um, just before we started recording, let me pull up some information about him. He's actually over here from my area um, in the city of Fontana. He went to Summit High School. Uh, let me see real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. It's Tuvake Tui Kalavatu from Summit High School, um, an offensive and defensive lineman. has played both ways this season for the Skyhawks out there in Fontana. But it looks like he's going to be playing offensive lineman. Um, I was kind of reading some information on him over from the 24-7 sports site, and they had uh, they they did get a chance to talk to him. I'll probably catch up with him closer to signing day. But it sounds like he told them that um, he's more than okay being an offensive lineman for UCLA. Uh, but he did kind of inquire about playing on defense, and they said they kind of see him as an offensive lineman. But as we know with Chip Kelly, we've seen it several times over and over, especially for a guy that can that's coming out of high school and has played with some flexibility at multiple positions. Wouldn't surprise me if at some point they find themselves in a comfortable spot in a deep at the offensive line position that maybe they move him over to defensive line. Um, he said he's fine playing either one. Um, he was being co- um, recruited um, mainly his main, his primary recruiting contact was Tim Drevno, um, the offensive line coach, which again was just another indication that he's going to be playing um, some offensive line to at least start his career as a UCLA Bruin. Um, and, and he spoke about Drevno a little bit uh, when talking to 24-7 Sports, and he told them that he's not necessarily looking for a buddy, and he likes that about Drevno, someone who can um, be cool but also – um, can kind of coach him hard when needed. He kind of likes that dynamic. And again, um, obviously he has um some aspirations for himself and is again isn't necessarily looking for someone just to be buddies buddies with them and tell him all the things he's doing right. Um, he also spoke highly about the academics and and how pairing that with the athletic side is a bonus and is an attractive thing for UCLA. He had been in the state of California for two years playing at Summit. Prior to that, he was at Maui High, I believe, in the state of Hawaii, but I think. Uh, moved out here to California because uh, I think the COVID pandemic shut down the high school scene out there and they weren't really playing a lot of high school ball. So he wanted to um, continue his career and came out here to California. So yeah, some interesting stuff from him. He's a three-star prospect. Um, I believe he's listed at like 6'6", 285, if I remember correctly. Um, again, it has, has said he, he, he could play tackle or guard again very flexible can play offense or defense as i mentioned but it is also willing uh to play guard or tackle so i think they're they're getting a a guy who can maybe not be a guy for them right away but if we've learned anything as i've mentioned several times whether on the podcast or on twitter spaces um they can get these three four star guys um much like a john Gaines was a three-star guy kind of tucked away at the bottom of, of that 2018 class when Chip Kelly first arrived and maybe the expectation wasn't there for him, but now look at him. He's uh, the last two years or so he's been um, a guy on that offensive line and has been um, a steady part of that offensive line. So 
yeah, so that kind of wraps that up. He did play a little rugby, but I don't think he's going to be playing rugby this year. Um, just talking about Tavake here. Uh, and he's probably going to play, probably isn't going to play rugby this year like he has normally, but is going to try and give volleyball a try instead just to kind of uh, stay in shape and, and be athletic in that regard. So um, just interesting to see what happens all there. But that's kind of the signing day update, as I mentioned. Signing day right around the corner. I believe that's on the 21st which is a Wednesday. Um, I'm planning to hit a few spots and and see some of these UCLA recruits sign and maybe get a chance to talk to them. Um, so yeah, should be fun. And if you haven't already, make sure you go, again, another reason to check me out on Twitter at JHW Reporter. I went ahead and I um, had Grant Buckley, thanks to George Medina, one of my buddies and co-hosts for the Something's Brewing podcast, invited Grant onto our Twitter spaces last Monday um, and we had a good conversation with him um, and we had a good crowd because a lot of people want to know about Dante and everything else. So um, some good insight on him and his decision that I thought was pretty insightful and just kind of excited to see where, where things go for UCLA, what the future is going to be. And um, yeah, should be a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to this whole offseason, just what happens in the portal, because, you know, UCLA is always looking to make a splash and they'll have more than enough opportunities to do so. But I think the main focus is to tighten up and shore up whatever they're going to do here on this uh, quarterback room, because that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, you can only have one quarterback on the field. So if you're getting guys, you want to make sure you're getting the right one and how long you're going to have them. What what are they going to bring to the table? Um, but yeah. If you're, there's one storyline in particular you need to look out for on signing day, it's definitely Dante Moore. And we may find, find out a little bit sooner, as I indicated while talking to Josh. We may find out sooner than that. And again, maybe the attention turns to DJ if Dante is not in play for UCLA. But right now, the, he's definitely on flip watch, and there is that possibility that he does flip over to UCLA. So, yeah. So that's it for me, folks. Um, I don't have much else. After we get through signing day and stuff here, I'll be focusing quite a bit on the Rose Bowl and the national championship game. Obviously, we have the playoff games coming uh, closer to New Year's, and then we'll have a good indication of who's playing in that national championship game. But I will be out at the Rose Bowl, Penn State versus Utah. Utah obviously winning the Pac-12 championship, beating USC just a couple weeks ago now. So I'll be getting my second look at Utah this season. Um, they will be without Dalton Kincaid, and they will be without Clark Phillips. Um, Joey Porter Jr. is the guy who's not going to be playing for Penn State. So uh, you have quite a few opt-outs in the Rose Bowl, which is a little unfortunate, but it is what it is, and uh, it should be a good game. You're still going to have Cam Rising there. You're still going to have, uh, I believe, Sean Clifford is expected to be there for Penn State. So it should be a good game uh, regardless, and I think uh, – those two teams will put on a show and it should be fun. It's always a fun time out the Rose bowl, a good sized crowd and whatnot. And uh, still a lot of college football left to play. Um, and then too, as I mentioned, uh, I believe I mentioned it last week, but if I didn't real quick, um, whether or not Dorian does play here in the sun bowl, he will be playing in the East West shrine bowl, which is in Las Vegas. So that brings him full circle, brings him back home and he'll be playing out in Vegas uh, during that to kind of start off his NFL draft process. So with that being said, I'll have more over at ocregister.com. I just wrote an article today about Dorian Thompson Robinson and just a little bit of his comments from today, him being undecided on what he will do with that bowl game um, there in Texas. But yeah, remains to be seen. Um, one other thing, fun fact before we get on out of here, just so I don't forget. 
There are five Texas natives on the UCLA roster when this team goes and plays in the Sun Bowl. So a home game of sorts for them. You have Cam Brown who transferred into UCLA from Texas A&M. You also have Chase Griffin. You have the Murphy twins, Gabriel and Grayson. And then you also have David Preby, who is a tight end. So those guys are all going to be coming back uh, to Texas to play in the final game of the season. And yeah, thanks again, as always, guys, for listening. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I'll catch you guys out in the next one. So again, make sure you check out signing day stuff. I'll try and bring back some different things and have it here on the podcast for the next episode. Um, So look out for that maybe later in the week, maybe around this time and around the weekend, and we'll go from there. So with that being said, as always, have a good one. I'll catch you guys in the future. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.